This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. Body, heart, soul, let's do this. I want to hear about what's happening in the world today. Let's hit the headlines. But if I had to pick one, that's what it's going to okay. go for. Okay, it's time for Drew's News. Let's hop onto the good news horse and giddy up into the good news. <laughs> and with me at the desk is my favorite co pilot, <laughs> AKA. <laughs> Stallmate, <laughs> Rossi Ross back here. <laughs> hi, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. Okay. Horse, horse impression. No, every time my daughters and I pass a horse, they look at me because they like me to say this. Horsey! <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. What do you think? Is her, is her impression a yay or a nay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first up, two of our favorite lovebirds. I mean, I know it's happening. It's everywhere. I'm so happy for them. People report that Machine Gun Kelly were proposed to none other than his love, Megan Fox, and oh. she said oh. yes. We love this. And you know. Machine Gun Kelly came on this show and really did us a solid by saying, hey, I just want to come here and like peel back the layers and keep it real. And we love him so much for it. And um, he talked about Megan and, you know, how she calms him yeah. and the beautiful way she handles him, mm -hmm. supports him, loves him. Uh, and here they are, here it's they official. Are. It was so sweet the way he talked about her and I love their relationship and the fact that you know they put a ring on it is so sweet. They did celebrate in a very interesting way though. Did you hear? Yeah, tell me what it said, because I read it too, but I want to know your take, Rossi. Well, all I know is that uh, it said that after the proposal that they drank each other's blood. <laughs> Which I think is, you know, uh, if I, good for you, I'm very happy. Would you have you, what do you, not for me. I'm, I'm more of like a chocolate milk kind of guy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. You don't want Welly's uh, blood, you'd rather have a Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> Ding dong, I'll take a Yoo-Hoo. Should've had a V8. <laughs> Could have had a V8. Yeah, totally. You know what's weird is the way I read it actually was like a joke. 
I took me. it as a like a cutie wink. Like we're all giving you something to talk about. We're just messing with you. Okay. I don't know, but you never know. Here's what I want to say. What is? I'm very happy for them. I'm happy for people who find their like-minded people in the world that make them feel better about life and themselves. This is romantic. I applaud them. I'm happy for them. This is great news. Absolutely. We love when people find love, celebrate love. Uh, well, we do have another chapter, uh, another kind of love story. You know, we're celebrating these two together, but some people love runs out. And CNN reports Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have announced that they're parting ways, uh, but they did it in a lovely way. Uh, Jason posted this message on Instagram saying, the love does carry on and it evolves, but they're announcing that's publicly so they can move on with dignity and honesty. Jason and Lisa say they've devote, they're devoted to their children uh, that they share together. We wish them the best. I thought it was sort of beautiful the way that they did it. You know, do you remember when Gwyneth and Chris Martin had that conscious uncoupling yeah. and sort of showed that there was a way where you could break up and remain friends? You've been able to do it. It's not easy, but it's so worth it, don't you think? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Um, Gwyneth, uh, I've talked to her about this, not to name drop, but I really wanted to understand. Conscious uncoupling was actually something that her and Chris had studied. There is, it wasn't a term they made up. Mm. Um, so yes, I think there absolutely is a way um, in which to go about things. And we talk about people and humans are just, trying to do their best and figure things out and put one foot in front of the other. And it isn't what any part of society or any onlookers want for them. This is their journey and it's hard to talk about. And I have to tell you, having been on both sides of it now, here I am at a desk discussing people's business. I've been on the side of it where I haven't had the privilege of privacy because my job does not come with that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something you sign up for and anyone who complains about it didn't look at the fine print of the contract of you get to live this really amazing life but these are the things that come with it and everything has a polarity and a double-sided coin. So when these things happen they are painful and awkward and you try to handle them to the best of your ability. And I just go back to the human aspect that when there is good or difficult it's just another human being trying to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and I think they did it really beautifully. Yes. And uh, it's a good example to all of us. And we, you know, we've all sort of been there when you go through a breakup and you have to tell the whole family, but imagine if your whole family was the entire world and they all had an opinion about it. So I thought they did it in a very loving way and I wish them nothing but the best. Absolutely. Right? That's all we can do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right, well, next up, we've got some New Year's inspo from Lady O. Oh, Oprah. Even Oprah likes to reset her diet to kick off the year. I love that she's taken us on her journey of health and wellness Always. her entire life. Totally. And by the way, some people are on that journey their whole life. The, the entire life, ups and downs. And we've been there for Oprah. Hello. I always say I could be a weight detective because every time I lose it, I seem to find it again. And we, I think what I love about Oprah, she's been so honest about this from the get, right? I am an absolute quintessential fluctuator. Mm -hmm. I like a one minute I'm good and the next minute I'm back on 
on the thing and I'm up and I'm down. So I always relate and appreciate that she's so honest about her journey. So Insider reports that Oprah posted this video of herself throwing out Gail King's leftover birthday cake. <laughs> Check this out. Let today be our day one, okay? Goodbye, bananas, foster cake. And oh yeah, don't forget to hydrate. Okay, can I just say that that was a pretty dense cake. Did you hear how that hit the bottom of the garbage can? That was, what, what was in that cake? Well, I texted Gail uh -huh. and oh my I gosh, got a really? response. <gasps> so I was like, do you have a comment for this? I'm dying to know. And she said, I wish I had known she was going to throw it away because I would have brought it home with me. <laughs> it was one of the best cakes I've ever tasted. The chef was amazing. It was her favorite. It was a Bananas Foster cake. Oh, yum. So Gail would have taken the other half. Uh-huh, of course. Um, and I would have eaten it with her if I could have. Uh -huh. I understand what, you know, you, when something's in the house, I, if it's one of the things I love, I, I cannot resist it. So it's like, don't come in the house. But Oprah, she, she could have brought it out to the front yard to the neighbors and be like, you get some cake, you get some cake, you get some cake. She's ruined the garbage can. By the way, does anyone remember when Miranda in Sex in the City has to pour <laughs> the dish soap on yes. her brownies? Like, literally, I, I, I understand, and I'm not a food waster, and no. I'm totally sensitive to the subject, but every once in a while, you've got to take a measure to stop yourself from motorboating the food in your kitchen. Exactly. Anyway, oh, moving on. Moving on. All right, well, uh, we, we're going to get astrological for just a second. Do you mind if we do? I uh, know. I know you love this. Well, the New York Post published their predictions for which celebrities are going to have the best 2022 ever, according to what the stars say. You want to know who made the list? Rihanna. Yeah, she's going to have a whole new era of professional and, and personal growth, they say. And your favorite, uh, Robert Pattinson, our Pats. They say with a powerful eclipse near his birthday on May 13th, he's gonna be fired up to reach new heights. And then what about this Tom Holland? We love Tom Holland. Oh my God, I love him so much. You know, he's playing Fred Astaire yes. in a movie. And I'm just, I, this one, I it can't come fast enough. I mean, by the way, you don't have to be Merlin to figure out Rihanna's gonna have great years. I, every year is a great year for Rihanna. I know, cause she's, she, she just likes to work, 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 work. work. Yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. Tom Holland's gonna have a great year, they say. You know who else is gonna have a great year? Who? Drew Barrymore. No, they yes, did Yes, they did, they mentioned you in here. Do you want to know what the stars hold for you? They say 2022 is going to be a golden year for you, Drew. You've got major new beginnings for you this year with lots of luck, particularly around media and new markets. And your words and ideas will impact people mentally and spiritual as long as you stay true to yourself. Okay, well, I feel confident in that I've never been able to shake me in 40, almost seven years. So uh -huh. I think I think, um, I think think that's safe. I love that it says in media. Like, look at this. Um, we're on the cover of the Bayside Times today. And as you can see, oh we my love God. magazines, newspapers, periodical. And um, so here I am in the New York State Bayside Times on the cover. Like, you have no idea what an honor this is for me. Thank you for, I think you're making the astrology predictions come true right yeah. now. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. interview technique you may not have heard of. Emma said Money reports famous inventor Thomas Edison. Heard of him? Well, he loved to start every interview <laughs> with something that surprised me. He started interviews with soup, Drew. Yeah, he conducted his interviews at lunch and he ordered soups for everybody at the table and then he'd watch to see what you did. And specifically, if you salted your soup before or after you tasted it, because if the person salted it before tasting it, They were out. Edison didn't want people who acted on assumptions. He wanted people who were thoughtful and willing to investigate. And I know as a cook, well, I cook every day, and when I make something for someone and they salt it or put hot sauce on it, I'm like, how dare you? Do you understand? I I made this dish for you. It's perfect in my eyes. At least give me the the respect of trying it before you season it. Can I get an amen? Yeah, Pilar and I, I always, if I have to like salt anything Pilar and I made, I feel like I'm, you know, going to hell. (laughs) Or as my daughter says, H-E double hockey stick. Cute. (laughs) Um, I, um, this story really does it for me. And I'll tell you why, because the great minds of our world, time, history, I am fascinated to know how did they become who they are? So any little tidbit or morsel of information into the mind of Thomas Edison? Hello, I mean, this room could be pitch black if he hadn't literally invented the light bulb. Hey Thomas, thanks for great lighting. Thank you so much, thank you. And what I loved about this is when I was finding out about it, they teased me. They said, okay, he made everybody eat soup when he initially met them. Why do you think? And I was like, to see if they're a slurper? I don't know. (laughs) I I didn't know. And learning that he wanted to find out the trajectory of one's behavior by I don't even wanna try this before I assume was deductive reasoning for him to decide whether to join forces with that person or not. Fascinating. Are you gonna try this? Well, I do usually try it, because um, I do. I work with Pilar, we're cooking all the time, and I think it is really rude and embarrassing to salt your food in front of people who made it. Like, mm-hmm. I have to really be desperate for it, because I know I'm saying directly to them, Sorry, it wasn't seasoned perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, What's weird is I have certain times of the year where I can't handle salt. And I'm like, it's too salty. And there's like not salt in it. So I don't know if that's a hormonal thing or not, but I am sensitive about people who cook and salting. You know what I'm sensitive about? Don't order me soup. 
I want the salad. How dare you? <laughs> like, what is the soup today? I, can we have that conversation first? Well, finally, <laughs> we have uh, a pick from Drew's Little Yellow Book. Oh, yes, yay. that's right. It is my personal curation that I work with everyone on the show with because I think that if I was a professional curator, I would be happy. Yeah. So we refresh it every single week. We're very thoughtful about it. We do all the picks ourselves. And this week I'm excited because I did a social post about this and it just brings me to nostalgia city. I'd just seen Spider-Man and has anyone seen Spider-Man here? I hear it's so great. It is so good. And it is about the power of three. Mm. And which takes me back to the best time of you know, girl could ever have, and that was being one of three with the Charlie's Angels. So Flower Beauty made this Flower Beauty X Charlie's Angels palette, which is now available exclusively with our beauty partners at CVS, and you can get it on flowerbeauty.com. And it looks like a DVD, and there's all these treats with it, and uh, the colors are like Angel's Eyes, Starfish, which is what Tom Green called me in the movie. I liked it so much I married him. Um, <laughs> speaking of, there's the Chad, Dylan, Good Morning Angels, Independent Women. Hey. Because I will never forget being in the trailer and we, we heard the demo <gasps> from Destiny's Child come in. Uh, I just heard that song the other day and I was like, Drew, that's you. You get a shout out on that song. Does that get, does Lucy that- Lucy Lou with yeah. my girl Drew, Cameron D and Destiny, uh -huh. Charlie's Angels, come on. And yeah. they were three women. Yes, they were. I mean, being in, you know, your early 20s and trying to produce a Charlie's Angels movie and hear Destiny's Child songs coming in, it was just, it was the best time. That's so amazing. In the world. Was it? It really was. It was, you know, we spent, Five years making two of those movies. They each took two years to make. We trained, we toured the world, we became best friends. You know, it was us three girls and there is something about that trinity, that trio, that triangle that's unshakable. And um, yeah, so this feels very meaningful for me to be a part of and put out in the world right now. So if you wanna get in touch with your inner little superhero, Go to CVS or the Flower Beauty website and get your Flower Beauty X Charlie's Angels palette. We'll be right back. I love this girl. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. to meet our next guest. She is the director of the critically acclaimed and award-winning projects like Selma, When They See Us, A Wrinkle in Time. She is one of the most prolific filmmakers out there. I just watched Colin in black and white with complete marvel in my eyes. Not only did she make last month's Forbes World's Most Powerful Women, 
she's also behind a groundbreaking new CW series called Naomi about a teenage girl who discovers that she's a superhero. Not only do I wanna see everything through Ava DuVernay's lens, but I can't wait to see what this series is all about. Oh, please welcome the one, the only, Ava DuVernay. Oh my gosh, I wanted to talk to you for so long. I am a longtime admirer and I'm so, so pleased to meet you. I can't wait for it to be in person one day. Oh my goodness, I would totally koala bear to your eucalyptus tree. Let's do it one day, I look forward. Okay, so you have just been this incredibly prolific storyteller, but you weren't always a director. You had other jobs before, you PR, waitressing, scooping frozen yogurt. Like, what did you like and embrace or want to get away from before you became the huge director that you are today? Well, you know, the beautiful thing is I loved all my jobs. I really, really did. And I think each one, you know, prepared me for the next job. I was a damn good waitress. And I just feel like if I ever need to pick up a few extra dollars or if, hey, this directing thing doesn't work out, that would probably be, you can find me in a small town diner. And I, I was good, Drew. I was a good waitress because I like to make sure that people were happy, that they had what they needed, you know, that they were able to just dine and kick back. And so I can always waitress if I need to. Okay, this explains everything that I believed that I thought I knew about you, that, that, that nurturing really does come through and it is a choice, it's an approach. And you know, someone you started out, you know, this particular part of your journey, Oprah, if she isn't the person who sort of nurtured, guide us, guided us and mentored us all towards the brilliant of the aha moment. And I wanted to ask you something about Oprah's advice because I think it applies so much to the modern world today. She spoke to you something about a critique or a review that you got for a project you were working on and she walked you through it. The reason I wanted to ask you was because I feel like this applies so much to people on social media and comments. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it was, a, it was a review that I got for one of my early films that was kind of particularly nasty. Like, you know, not someone critiquing the craft, but kind of, um, you know, being a little mean for no reason. And it hurt my feelings. And I was talking with her about it, and I'm, <laughs> I'm blubbering on and on and on. And I'm on minute five and minute ten about how it makes me feel. And at the end, it was very quiet. She said, uh, do you know this person? And I said, well, no. She said, and do they know you personally? And I was like, no. She's like, so why does it matter? And I thought, wow, I don't even know this person. Like, I didn't even know what the person looked like. I just had read the words and they heard. And so it's really kind of bifurcating and separating words from feeling, from people. And really the whole thing gets down to what do you value? Do I value these words from like a ghost on a page who I don't know? Or do I value my experience making that thing, how much I loved it, all the love that I put into it, and the people who were receiving it in the way that I intended, which was a lot of people. But you know, you always focus on the negative thing. You could be in a room with everyone smiling, 
And most people are looking at the one person who doesn't like, you know, the, the spinach dip. Like, why don't they like it? Everyone else likes it. <laughs> and that, it's so and that's true. just human nature. Exactly. And just, it, you got to work to dismantle it within yourself. Oh, that is such rich, brilliant advice. And we can all use it because it's true. And we can apply it to social media. And we are seeing people be affected by comments that person hurt your feelings. We are human beings. So if you can separate, yes, I am a human and this makes me feel a certain way, but to take the Oprah advice of, do you know this person? Do yes. they know you? And start to untangle yourself from the web of pain is yeah. just so brilliant. And we all need that in this world, so thank you. We need it. Thank you. Now, is it true that you've been stuck in an elevator not once, not twice, but three times with three different legends? I get stuck in elevators with like icons. It's like my thing. I don't even know what happens, but it literally, if I'm in the elevator with someone who's a known person, I'm like, oh, this elevator's gonna stop. It's happened to me three different times. Um, and, um, will you tell my, me with my, who? My favorite one, well, two of them were mean and one of them was really nice. So I'll tell you the nice one. Hmm. Uh, so I was stuck in an elevator. I was a publicist and I was working on a movie and, uh, he looks at me and I say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm doing the buzzer. I'm trying to get it down. He's like, you know, it'll start again when it's time. I said, okay. Look at each other. He's like, so tell me about yourself. Let's talk. And we end up talking. It's Tom Cruise. <gasps> okay. And he was so, so lovely. And so for maybe five years after that, I got flowers on my birthday, every uh, every birthday from Tom Cruise. And he with a little note about, hey, how you doing? Oh my <laughs> God, I love him so much. Now I love him more. Thank you for being a fly <laughs> on the wall in that amazing elevator. Last question, is it true that you got in an accident as a fender bender when you were a teen because of a cute guy? Yes, <laughs> I, really like this, I really like this boy. Um, and so I had my first car and I was driving uh, by his house as one does. And I guess I got lost in him watering the grass or something because literally I smashed straight into a park car. <laughs> and um, cut to this, he ends up being my boyfriend for quite a while. Oh. It started with, you know, a fender bender. You never know how, how relationships begin. I love this story. And I also am very excited as you've taught us so much about history and humanity. I'm very excited to see what you will bring to us through the lens of a 17 year old girl. And um, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, the star of Ava's new superhero series is gonna join us. I'm so excited. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What can I do for you, Naomi? We're trying to find out who's behind the whole Superman thing. In the video we saw, it looked like you knew the guy who was playing him. I don't. 
You didn't seem very surprised. I was. I was very surprised. Welcome back. We've been talking to the always inspirational Ava DuVernay about her new amazing series on the CW, Naomi, and it's about a teenage girl who discovers that she is a superhero and played by 17-year-old Casey Walfall, who's also here with us today. Hi, Casey. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited about this project, but this is your first leading TV role, and you were on Broadway in The Lion King playing Nala, which is so incredibly impressive. Thank you. And now you're getting to work with one of your own personal heroes, Ava DuVernay. And will you talk about that coolest fact ever? It is the coolest fact ever. <laughs> Just having Miss Ava in my contact in my phone is so cool. Uh, when I first met her, it was a feeling of nurturing that she's kept within our relationship. She's always a call away. She's always a text away. And when you're in Miss Ava's environment, you just want to be the best version of yourself because she always is. And seeing her interact with everyone on set is truly inspiring. Now, Ava, you um, are you a superhero geek? Was there something particular about this story that really spoke to you? What was the theme in it that made you know you had to do this? Yeah, I mean, I love I love the idea of. Uh, these these stories, these epic, majestic stories that kind of embed the idea that anyone can be a hero or that there's some kind of heroism inside of all of us. So I've always been really attracted to superhero comics for that reason. But when Naomi, uh, this great comic by Brian Bendis and David F. Walker, came across uh, my desk, um, I fell in love with the image of this black teenager who is a Superman stan. She is a fan of comic books. She is a comic book character, but she's a fan of comic books in the story. She loves Superman so much. And through her love of Superman, she starts to understand why she's so attracted to the idea of Superman, because she's like him in more ways than she knows. Okay. And so that's kind of what the premise of the story is. And to do that, you have to find a very special actor uh, to play that. And so I'm so blessed that we crossed paths with Casey. And yet, when you called her to talk about if the role was gonna happen or not, did you do it in a straightforward manner or was there something to it? I don't know, Casey, how was it? <laughs> I, my mom walked into my room and said, someone wants to talk to you. So I answered the phone, and it was Ms. Ava. And she said, Casey, I wanna thank you so much for coming in and auditioning. And it almost sounded like she wasn't gonna give me the role. And then she said, I would love to invite you to the Array family to play Naomi. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Tension builder. I was yes. a good actress. I was a good actress, Casey. <laughs> really, I, I believed you. I believed you. Thank you. Thank you. There's so. something very fun about that. So I, I, I liked that story. Now, before you guys go, I was wondering, would you play a round of the final six with me? I would like to. It's the final six. What's your latest food craving? My latest food, uh, sunflower seeds. Oh, put a little baby. Yes. <laughs> Casey, what song is going to represent 2022 for you? Everything is Everything by Lauryn Hill. Yes. Great. A classic. Yes. A classic. Ava, if you could remake any movie, would there be one? You know what I love? I love Dirty Dancing. <gasps> yes. That might be fun. It's a great movie. 
And if you were to cast baby, like, does anyone spark to mind? Yes, Casey Waffle. All right, start practicing, Casey. Okay, Casey, can you tell us an Instagram account that we need to follow? Hmm. I would probably say Refinery29. They have really nice things up there, really inspirational things and fun things, too. Ava, what would you want your superpower to be if you could have one? Ooh, that's fun to think about. I'd probably say invisibility. Okay, Casey. Describe Ava in one word. She's so, she's a lot more, she's a lot than one word, but if I were to say one word for Miss Ava, I would just say nurturing. It's really nurturing and she's a powerhouse, but she's so kind to be around. I knew it! I could <laughs> sense it! Thank you, Ava DuVernay, Casey Walpole. You can watch Naomi Tuesdays on The CW. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. weekday motivation from someone who inspires us. Hi Drew, my name is Alexi Pappas and I'm an Olympian, actress, and author of the book Bravey with a forward by Maya Rudolph. The best advice I ever got was right before the Olympics. I was running this workout and I couldn't hit any of my splits and I was worried that I wasn't ready for my race. My coach pulled me aside and told me about the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds states that if you're chasing a dream or doing anything hard, you're supposed to feel good a third of the time, okay a third of the time, and crappy a third of the time. If I felt too good all the time, it might mean I wasn't pushing myself hard enough. And if I felt too crappy all the time, it might mean that I was fatiguing. I loved learning this rule because it made me feel less uncomfortable with the hard days and I started to really embrace them and just like relish in the you know discomfort of the rough days and I think it applies to any dream we're chasing whether it's an Olympic dream whether I'm working on my book and or anything in between and I hope it helps you thank you for that wise advice for our next guest, all right? You may recognize him from Amazon's The Boys and, oh, Hunger Games franchise, you know, that little thing. And his latest role took him to Woodsboro, where it all began. I should know. Take a look. Most of the Stab movies are based on things that happened here. Define things. Things like a guy named Billy Loomis and his friend carved up a bunch of high school kids while wearing this Halloween ghost mask. And every decade or so, some idiot gets the bright idea to put on the mask, kill his friends, and get famous too. Last time it happened was in 2011. 
and I gotta make sure we don't get sliced up by some lunatic who saw Friday the 13th and thought, you know what, that Jason guy, he's got some pretty solid ideas. Okay, Ghostface, will you do the honors? Please welcome Jack Quaid. It's so nice to officially meet you. Oh my gosh, it is so nice to officially meet you. No, I can't give any spoilers away, but boy, it's exciting to talk to you uh, about this movie. You are so incredible in it. Coming from you, that means a lot. Thank you so much, Drew, that's, that's insane. Thank you, yeah, we had so much fun making this movie and uh, we're just really excited that it's getting, you know, a lot of, uh, Fans seem to love it. You know, this is for the hardcore Scream fans. And uh, we're just so excited that people finally get to see it. And to be honest with you, I, I, I never thought I would be in a Scream movie ever uh, because when I was about four years old, uh, the original Scream had just come out. I think I was trick-or-treating for the very first time in my neighborhood. And that it was a big year for Ghostface. Like every other kid on that block was dressed as Ghostface. And I remember seeing this one kid with like, and I've seen it since. It's like a ghost face mask that's kind of translucent. You can see through it and you can pump fake blood down it so it runs down. And when I saw that for the first time, I was like, oh no, thank you at all. I, I, I don't want to uh, see that ever again. And it, it got me off of scary movies uh, and horror movies in general for like years. I didn't start watching them until I was a, a teenager. And then I finally, you know, saw Scream and uh, it's just so... Cool. I love that it's a horror movie for horror fans. Well, I, I will say, as someone who knows the, the franchise so well and knows the fans' perspective as well, this one does not disappoint. And a lot of it has to do with everybody in it, including you, Jack. You're so good. Thank you. Now, Thank you. Courtney <laughs> and... Uh, and Nev and David were just here. I've known David literally my entire life. And apparently I'm not the only one. You know David yeah. prior to filming? I met David when I was about six years old. Uh, it, I don't remember it too well, but I think at one point I like went over to dinner at his house some, somehow. And I remember, you know, I, I was like really, really young. And I remember like, you know, dinner parties, you don't really love that as a kid. And I think someone just showed me to like, David's game room, you know? He had like all these video games and cool things that as a kid, I just like, I think I played like Super Nintendo at his house when I was like six years old. Um, it, it's amazing. David, I love how he, I don't know if you saw his documentary, his amazing documentary, You Cannot Kill David Arquette. But um, when I saw him again uh, for this, I, I, I was so excited and I, I went up to him and I'm like, it's really hard to compliment somebody on a documentary about them. I was like, you were so good in your documentary. Right. <laughs> which isn't how you, I don't know if that, you're not acting in that. That's a, it's an odd compliment to give, but uh, he was like, thanks. I remember you from when you were six years old in my game room. He was, uh, he was so nice. And he taught us all how to paint. He like, you know, he took us on hikes. He, he, he's the nicest person I think I've ever met in my entire life. He really is. He is just, he, and he is a jack of all trades. Like he is, Yes. You never know what he's going to do next, whether it's acting and wrestling or becoming a Bob Ross certified instructor. He lives yeah. fully, which is so beautiful. Yeah, he's the new Bozo the Clown now. It's it's amazing. Like what I don't know what he can't do. There's nothing he can't do. Okay, yeah. wait. Is it true that you have some celebrity doppelgangers? Yes. So um, ever since the boys came out, uh, many people on Twitter let me know that I look like 
other uh, people who are in our industry. Uh, and so I get a lot of, I'm going to run through the list. I get a lot of, a lot of Rain Wilson. Uh, I get some Adam Brody. I get some on my good days. I, I get some Joel McHale on my good days. Um, it's just kind of a, a white guy soup that um, they've, they've put me in. But yeah, people are not shy about telling you exactly who you look like. All right, so is it true that you have a big celebrity crush? I did. When I was like a very young kid, apparently, I, I kind of barely remember this, but apparently my very first celebrity crush was Vanna White from Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I, apparently, like anytime Wheel of Fortune was on in our house, I would come like sprinting into the room and go up to the TV. And I don't know if they were my first words, but some of my first words were, were like Vanna White. Like I was like so... <laughs> Enamored with her for some reason back then. I mean, she's amazing, of course, but yeah, that was uh, that was my first. We have a surprise for you, by the way. Oh no, 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 no. Hey, Jack, it's Vanna. I heard about your childhood crush, and quite honestly, I am flattered. Even though we haven't met, maybe we could meet one day just to say hello. So until then, mwah. My God. So great to meet her, oh my God. This is, I mean, yeah, that was, wow. Uh, okay, I got a lot to talk about uh, with my family. They're gonna be very, uh, very surprised that this happened, oh my God. Thank you. You made dreams come true today, thank you. Well, Jack, I was wondering if I could ask you a favor. All of yes. your fellow Scream mates, which by the yes. way, why did I not come up with that before? Hmm, anyway. I, why haven't I? come up with that before that's amazing hey hashtag scream mates we just came up with yeah. it now we're the hashtag we're the originals we yes. we're the origin story for your scream mates um have each taken their phones and yes. screamed into it will you do it with us of course i will all right i got i got it right here we ready one yes, here we go two three <laughs> okay yours is so cute you got us uh I can get up there. Okay. That's a, that's a secret talent. That is so cutie. Ready? <laughs> I think I, I bow to the scream queen. <laughs> I bow to the scream queen. Jack Wade Scream 2022. And guess what? He's my fellow scream mate. Scream mate. We'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. a quick round of truth or dare. Come on. All right, Joey Mervis. Hi, Drew. Hi, Ross. Hi, Joey Mervis. Are you nervous? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little actually. bit. It's all right. It's all right. I'm well, so excited. 
I'm excited to do this with you. Thank you for doing it with me. Are you kidding? Thank you for having me. All right, <laughs> Joey, what's it gonna be, Druth or Dare? I'm feeling a dare today. You are one of the few. I usually get the Druth. I thought I'd mix it up. So here's what I'm thinking. I dare you to take a picture with a ridiculous face and post it on Instagram, no context. Just go for it. Oh, she's so, she's so down to do this. <laughs> she's ready. What's the face? Hey, what are you gonna do? I was just gonna say, um, what are we feeling? Does anyone wanna give me any inspo? Um, I like when, when you cross your eyes and go like, it's like almost a turkey noise. Will but you, you do it with me? <laughs> I will, yeah, ready. Okay, okay, okay mm -hmm. ready? Um, you want the turkey? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, ready? one, two, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show them this picture. <laughs> I, I yeah, kind of love oh, it. that's perfect. Like I tasted something bad. I don't know. I like it. I like it. It's I kind of look like Thomas Edison after he watched <laughs> someone salt their soup. That's true. Are you happy with this? Yes. Right. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come here. I have a better idea. Ooh. Oh, you get in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, ready? Can I tag you? Yes, please. All right, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Thank you, Joey. Okay, how do we look? Okay, it's so cute. This one's way better. Hey, guess what? You'll see it up online in a few minutes, okay? Okay. All right, thank you guys so much for choosing to spend your time with us. We love that you come here. All right, we make this show for you, so take it with you. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.